Welcome back, y'all, to the DTTS Podcast, Episode 6. Today, we're talking about the fear of God. Make sure y'all stay tuned. It's going to be a really good episode. Yo, as you guys just heard, today we're going to be talking about the fear of the Lord. Before that, let's do introductions. My name is Afwan Oya here. I'm a fourth year computer science major here at UGA. David Graham, fourth year exercise and sports science major at the University of Georgia. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Miles Cutter, second year at the University of Georgia from Savannah, Georgia. And I'm an entertainment media studies major, double minor. Yo, yo, music. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 it's your boy, <laughs> Jordan Roberts, second year bio major on the pre-med track, a minor in French, let's get it. What's up, y'all? I'm Yonas Miscano, I'm a fourth year econ major here at the University of Georgia, proud to be here. It is so good to have everybody here, man. It's been, it's been like it's 15 weeks. But everybody's back. Yeah, it's been a minute since all of us been here, right? Been yeah. Fight. Yeah. Everybody back. Yeah, yeah I missed good. last episode. I miss y'all though. Yeah. Oh, I heard it was we good. We miss though. you too, bro. Good you back, man. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, oh, so so. Oh, oh my bad. I'm chatting. <laughs> you good? <laughs> so before we get into the fear of the Lord, we're gonna talk about fear in and of itself. There is a healthy fear, you guys. All fear is not bad. A fear of not standing over the edge of a cliff is a healthy fear, you know, to preserve your life. Mm. But the one fear that eradicates all other fears is the fear of the Lord. Yo, let's talk about healthy fears. What's some healthy fears you guys have in your life? Mm-hmm. Like you just like Outside of God Yeah just outside of God Just something that Just healthy, healthy fears fear. you know? mm. a good question It's a good question yeah mm. Things that are healthy to fear Like a I healthy guess, Oh my for bad For me I mean like I don't like touching hot things Like for example Like a stove that is like lit Just took a kettle off Or something like that I'm just like nah, I'm not gonna touch it Why? Exactly You know what I'm saying It's just a healthy fear to have Like mm. yeah. why right. do I wanna find out the repercussions of that, you know yeah, what I mean? I mean, that's a good that's example. It's a really good yeah. example. You know, when it comes to practical things like that, you know, there's so many. You know, like you're, you've mm. been taught since you were a kid, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. Um, in terms of healthy fears, just I was kind of thinking more of like a broader sense. Um, I'd say just like, like people. Mm. That'll sound crazy. <laughs> what you mean by that? Like, like in the sense where like. Not like you should like absolutely fear this person to the point where like you're shuddering. Nah, but mm-hmm. like more like when you look at somebody um, and w- what they could potentially do for you or to you, you kind of have to evaluate, okay, like is it, you know, like what can this person do to me? You know, like, my, mm-hmm. like when you think about parents, for example, parents. Discipline. Uh, yeah, discipline. There you go. Perfect yeah. example. It's like a healthy fear. It's a healthy fear. Like you don't, you don't, you don't fear your parents out of like, Oh, like, you know, they might, like, destroy me or kill me or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like that. But it's more like I fear my parents in a healthy way because I, I want to, like, I love them and I respect them. At least that's yeah. what it should be like. Okay. Yeah. That's that's fair. I was yeah. going to go straight to, like, being scared of snakes growing up. Like, that's something I fear. Yeah, I still true. fear yeah. it to this day. I just do not like snakes. Yeah, I don't know what it is about snakes. I just don't like them. Like, snakes, spiders, reptiles, like, alligators, crocodiles. I just don't like Stuff like that can harm me. You know what I'm saying? That's what I thought of when he said fear. I was thinking people. But <laughs> I feel what you're saying, though. <laughs> nah, people can be scary. I think, like, sometimes we can be intimidated by people. Yeah. Like, especially people of authority. Like, anytime I'm, like, going into an interview, I'm not nervous because it's an interview. I'm nervous because I'm wondering what the people going to think about yeah. me. Mm. So it's like, yeah. it's, I, I can understand that for yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I feel you because I know um, when I was younger, I used to be scared of, like, 
dead people And my grandma used to be like Hey you don't need to be scared Of the people that dead You need to be scared Of the people That's yeah. walking around So That's shout out sure. to my grandparents In Florida yeah, yeah. But um, one thing I'm scared of I got a healthy fear of Is um, fear of being unprepared Like mm. um, I'm Let's say I got a test Or something Like I'm real scared Of not being prepared for it So mm. I try my best to prepare Yeah that's good And that's get good. ready for it That's good Yeah so. Those are good things Yeah yeah, so now that we talk about fear, before we talk about what the fear of the Lord is, let's talk about what is not the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is not to be scared of God. When Moses was leading the Israelites, Israelites out of Egypt, before he took them to the promised land, he first took them to the wilderness to be in the presence of God. When God comes down to the mountain, the Israelites run from God. When God comes, um, in Exodus 20, verse 20, let me pull that up. Exodus 20. And Moses said unto the people, fear not for God has come to prove that prove you and that his fear may be before your faces that ye sin not. So what Moses is doing here is differentiating between being scared of God and the fear of the Lord. There are two different things. The person who was scared of God has something to hide, like how Adam hid in the garden of Eden. The person who fears the Lord has nothing to hide. So my question for you guys is, how do you differentiate between being scared of God and having the fear of the Lord? <clears throat> I go off rip. Um, I think a good example to use is look at this from our own lives. So like our parents or whatnot. So like my mom, um, my grandparents and stuff like growing up, like I knew that they didn't play mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying Like I knew not to go to school And act a certain way Because I was gonna get Repercussions behind it I was mm -hmm. gonna get punishment So it's like I, I had a healthy fear But at the end of the day If I seen my mom I'm not gonna run To the other room And be like Oh my gosh I'm scared of you Like I love my mom And I know my mom Loved me more than anybody But I did have a sense Of respect of her Or a sense of Like a sense of all to not all because she's not God, but like we a sense of respect, respect yeah. a sense of respect to be like, you know what, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. So that's the type of holy fear where I think about approaching God. Like, I don't want to do that because you, my father, you're gonna discipline me, mm -hmm. but I'm not mm -hmm. scared of you because you love me more than anybody else loves mm -hmm. me in the world. Mm -hmm. I think too, like maybe even you know, sometimes growing up, we had the mentality that, oh my goodness, I just did this, now I have to go hide from my parents. Mm -hmm. I have to go hide this thing from my parents. I, if they find out, I'm toast, right? Mm -hmm. But I think about. Like with God, the more I've grown my relationship with God, the more I've come to understand that the Lord wants you to run to him. Even those points where you feel like you just made the biggest mistake of your life. There's a verse I was looking at, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may find mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So I think the fear of the Lord, like you are able to approach God, right, in confidence, not like how you would your parent. You'd be scared, like, man, they found this out. But God already knows, right. right? And so because I fear God, you come before him in respect, in awe, in reverence, right? Like to fear God. Uh, and what I've learned is to honor and respect God, knowing that how you speak on his name, how do you represent him? You know, you mm. can tell how somebody fears God by the way they represent mm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I would say for me, I grew up, I definitely grew up thinking the fear of the Lord was to genuinely be scared of God, like mm -hmm. to be scared of his wrath. And that's, you can't form an intimate relationship with someone who you're scared of. Yeah. And God wants to intimately have, be in relationship with us. So I had to, I had to kind of rethink how I kind of thought what the fear of the Lord was. And I understood the fear of the Lord is just being in so awe of him, so awe of his presence and his holiness that you obey him ultimately. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's, I think it's really important to kind of identify different types of fear. 
Uh-huh. Like the like God in the Bible, it tells us, you know, God has given us a spirit of courage, not of fear. Mm-hmm. And I think, in, in you know, in that specific passage of scripture, you know, like to you know, having a spirit of fear is not godly. It's not mm-hmm. from a holy place, from a sinful place. All right. Mm-hmm. And that type of fear is the things we need to avoid. So like the way that you restructured your fear of God, it comes from a place of love. And yeah. if the root of it is love, then, the, you know, the, then it becomes holy because, you know, God is love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like when I look at God, I look at God, like I have a fear of God. But it's whole. It's like the base and the root of it is holy and it's loving, uh-huh. you know. Versus, you know, things that like, it's like for example, a spirit of fear comes from a place of sin. So it could be guilt or yeah. it could be That's not envy. God. Yeah, not of God. And so, um, to look at fear, I think fear, you have to look at the root and the base of it and the foundation of it. Mm-hmm. And if the foundation is God, then you know, you know, it comes from a place of love. Yeah, and you know that like God will surround you. And you know, honor you and bless you if you fear God through the through you know His established foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I think. Right? Yeah, I think when it comes to like the fear of God, we get caught up in like the semantics of it. So we think the fear of God means like to be scared of Him, to be like shaking around, like being like nervous whenever we approach Him. But like, I really think the essence of a biblical and holy fear of God is just being in awe, like we said earlier. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we have to truly be in awe of His presence. We have to. Be nearly um, taken aback whenever we think about the goodness of him. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because he's a great God, and at the core of our reverence for him should be awe. Mm-hmm. Um, Romans 12 and 28. I mean, not Romans. Hebrews 12 and 28 in the ESV. It says, "Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kin- kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire." So I take that as meaning, you know, to me. Like God is a consuming fire. Like he is like an unapproachable light. And with that, I'm in awe of him. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't help but to be in awe of his presence. You know what I'm saying? I think one of the verses that I um, was taught when I was younger was Proverbs chapter one, verse seven. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So I think about that. I'm like, man, like true wisdom only comes from God and understanding who he is. Mm-hmm. So I have to understand who God is and grow in that understanding of what it means to fear God for me to become wise. Yeah. So I think that for any person who is out there looking to, to grow the relationship with God and wants to become a wise person, it begins with the fear of God. Yeah. And what does that look like? We're telling you, we're sharing some things, <laughs> but it's also for you to discover, right? Like yeah. you have to search out God and seek God, and He will show you, and you you'll naturally grow in reverence and awe. That's that's natural. Yeah. Loving Jesus, that's natural. Very true. And I think when we're genuinely in awe of Him, it leads us to not want to disappoint Him. You know, what I'm saying. I remember one episode whenever we were talking about obedience. Jordan said, "We're not in charge of how much God loves us, but we're in charge of how much how proud of us God is." Mm. You know, what I'm saying, and how proud of us God is is basically. At the root of like what we're doing, like how we how we approach him, like how we act, like the fruit that we're bearing as believers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like one of the ways <laughs> we can make God proud of us is through being in awe of him and genuinely accepting him into mm-hmm. our lives and living a life that glorifies him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing is like 
our fear of God is proportional to our comprehension of his greatness. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So like when we like y'all was saying, like as we behold him, as we look at him and be like, Man, like you place the stars in the sky, you measure the ocean in your hands, you dwell in unapproachable light, angels are surrounding your throne, they're saying, Holy, holy, holy. When I see your face, I fall mm-hmm. down. When your glory coming to the earth, I can't even see the sun because you're brighter than the sun. So like when you really like think about that, you behold it in your heart, you just become more in awe of God And it's also a scripture that say when you behold The Lord when you behold him in Your heart you become more into his image mm-hmm. So that's another benefit of um, Being in awe Of God and beholding him in your heart and just Reflecting on these things mm-hmm. especially in the world Because in the world you got like Famous basketball players famous athletes Famous artists famous actors You know what I'm saying so we see all their accomplishments And we see these things and sometimes We lose focus on who is who Really is like that like right. who can, like the Bible Saying Isaiah 40 who can you compare To me who is my equal so mm-hmm. I think really Beholding God's greatness will um, Increase our holy fear as well That's so true because you do Become what you behold What's dearest to you is what you'll become like What you're seeking after the most And it's like when you think about what you're in awe of What am I in awe of And that thing that you're in awe of That person that you're in awe of You want to so desperately be next to them Be near them So when you fear God A part of fearing God I think we're going to get into this But I think it's it's necessary to talk about it As we're in the flow of conversation When you fear God It seems like Not even seems like I'll say part of fearing God Is that you do not want to be away from him Mm-hmm. Right. So fearing God allows you to be aware of the things that he does not approve of and does not like. Yeah. Right. And you want to you want to do everything that you can to stay near and close to God because you fear him. Yeah. And I think another part of that, too, is making sure that we're not putting other things before him as far as our awe or our appreciation for things. You know what I'm saying? Like we need to make sure we don't idolize other um, things that can become like a God in our lives. Mm. Because whenever we do that, we're risking putting something over God mm. that doesn't need to be over God in the first place. Because like God is a jealous God, mm-hmm. the Bible says that. But it's not like the jealousy that we think of. Like it's not like we, like it's not like the jealousy that we have. Right, right. I, I was reading something earlier that said the def, like the definition of God's jealousy is the different than definition of our jealousy. Yeah, you right. know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. that semantically it's placed in the Bible yeah. in a way. That kind of confuses us It makes us think that God is like Oh Like it's our, our type of jealousy Like yeah. oh he got a new car I don't like that You know what I'm saying yeah, But God yeah. isn't like that He, he just like doesn't that. want us to put things over him That belong to him yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying So whenever we are in awe of other people Let's make sure that we're not putting that over God yeah. I mean like you can be a fan of something You yeah. know what I'm saying Like you can appreciate things But let's make sure that God is the center yeah. of your awe And make sure that everything else is underneath Maybe not even putting other <laughs> being in awe of anything else yeah. if that's what you need to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Know, yeah, yeah. I'll go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say two things to that. I think what Miles was talking about, like you know, like the Bible talks about jealousy in a different way. The same way it talks about fear in a different way. The same way it talks about wrath in a different way. Uh, at the end of the day, it just you know boils down to um, just you know like the difference in, like, in the foundation of those specific things. Um, and I think. Um, another thing I, I wanted to add to that was like, um, I think you had mentioned, um, like you, not to put, you know, like you want to be in awe of God so much to the yeah. point where like, you know, like you don't want other things to be above that. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so I just think like, um, you, you get, you get, you kind of just have to think, okay, like can these things that I'm putting above God, 
things that I'm like idolizing. Can it give me what God gives me? No, not at all. Not, not at all. Absolutely not. So, but it's easy to think that it will. In the yeah, carnal very aspect, much so. like being that we live in the world and we're like wrapped in flesh, it's easy to think, oh, this relationship will give me this, or this person will give me this, or this job will get me this, or this amount of education. You know what I'm saying? But nothing is worthy of the awe of God. Nothing at all. And, you know, like David has said, we're going to, I already said, the what, the fear of the Lord is to be terrified of being away from his presence. Yeah. You know, the fear of the Lord is to be in awe of him, to just truly be in awe of him. It is to honor, to tremble, to revere, to esteem, respect, value, and venerate him more than anything or anyone else. Man, I think <laughs> that goes into... Not wanting to be separated from him Because like What's one of the biggest things That separates us from God Not one of the biggest things That separates us from God Sin probably Sin oh, yeah. Sin separates us from God And I think Whenever we truly 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 fear him As believers Like we're in awe of him It makes us not even want To be separated from his presence um, And being separated from his presence Comes as a result Of the sin that we live in mm. um, Hebrews 12 and 5 Says And have you forgotten The exhortation that Addresses you as sons My son do not regard Lightly the discipline Of the Lord Nor be weary When re- re- uh, when reproved by him For the Lord disciplines The one he loves And chastises Every son whom he receives It is for discipline That you have to endure God is treating you as sons For what son is there Whom father he does not discipline mm. If you are left Without discipline In which all have participated Then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not be much more subject to the father of spirits in life? For they disciplined us for a, for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to ho- to those who have been trained by it. See, the devil was busy trying to make me not read that well, but I genuinely think that's something that we should truly live by. That's a great passage of scripture right there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree because like the fear of God, it, it keep you in check. It keep you in check. Um, but also like the fear of God, like when we say like beholding His glory, I feel like sometimes it can be confusing because sometimes people may be like, "Oh, the fear of God is just an act of worship," and it's like, "Nah, it's not just an act of worship. It's, it's, it's a lifestyle." Because mm-hmm. like in Hebrews, you reading Hebrews twelve? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Hebrews twelve twenty eight twenty nine. It also says, "So therefore, you read you read this already." But say, yeah. "Therefore, since we are re- receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear." So it separates the re- it separates the Reverence and the godly fear mm-hmm. For our God is a consuming fire So it's saying like You gonna, you need to be in awe of God But you also need to like Respect him in such a way That you hate being apart from him You hate You hate leaving his presence Like y'all have said mm-hmm. And that's true Because you know Proverbs 8.13 says The fear of the Lord Is hatred of evil Pride and arrogance And the way of evil And perverted speech I hate mm-hmm. And so it's like The fear of God Will really keep you from just Terrible situations like trouble, it'll keep you out of trouble. If you look at decisions that you could have made in your life that you ultimately evaded and stayed away from, you could point it back to the fear of God. Yes, like, because I feared God, 100%. I didn't dang get myself into this. I didn't go this route. I didn't because you 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 have a love for God and know that the consequence of sin is separation. Yep. Right. Yep. Like you, you fear God enough not to live a lifestyle of sin. Right. Yeah. And so I think that goes into the fact that. Fearing God allows you to hate what he hates and to love who he loves, right? And love what he loves. 
Yeah. Yes, bro. And <laughs> yes, bro. That's a fact. And it's kind of like that goes back to the being shaped into Jesus's image. In Hebrews one, it talk about Hebrews one is like God the Father talking to Jesus, mm-hmm. and God the Father told him, "I have anointed you because you love you love righteousness and you hate it." You hated evil You hated injustices mm-hmm. So it's not just Tolerating injustices But it's hating it The fear of the Lord Keeps you from keep The fear of the Lord Changes you into Jesus And Jesus Jesus loves justice And he hate He hates um, evil yeah. Period. Period No yeah. lie yeah. When you fear God You love what he loves And you hate what he hates And I think That's how you can Truly separate A true believer You know what I'm saying Like if you're If you call yourself A believer in Christ But you still to- Over here tolerating sin You need to take An introspective look At what the root Of your salvation is You know what yeah. I'm saying Like what you profess Like you need to make sure That you truly believe That in your heart Because if you don't Truly believe it in your heart I feel like you're going to Be straddling the fence Of like oh, Is this right Is this wrong Is this right Is this wrong And I think that's a part Of the sanctification process Making sure that you are Truly a child of God And that you truly Accepted him to your heart So now you can be um, conscious of what's right and what's wrong. You know, and to kind of piggyback off Miles's point, uh, do you mind reading with the Proverbs verse that you said? Yeah, David? Proverbs chapter eight, yeah. verse sixteen. Yeah, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance in the way of evil and perverted speech. I hate. Yeah. Okay. And so, in that specific passage of scripture, we notice that the fear of the Lord will, you know, allow you to hate certain things. You know, to avoid certain sinful things. And it's funny that you said that passage of scripture because I was just reading in Proverbs 1. It says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So in that example that David just read, the fear of the Lord allows you to hate certain things because God is allowing you to see wisdom, allowing you to see certain things to avoid it. You know what I'm saying? Um, And in this passage of scripture in Proverbs 1, 7, it says that it's the beginning of knowledge. Mm. And so the beginning of knowledge to avoid you know, the things that will, you know, cause you to be a fool, the things that are causing you to stray away from God. Um, and again, it's just like the foundation of it is the fear of God. And when you, when you build that necessary fear, you know, everything else will pass through wisdom, mm-hmm. knowledge, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, love and all these things that, you know, you know, are of God. Yeah. So, yeah. I genuinely believe that like no knowledge levels up to the knowledge that God can give you in this life You know what I'm saying Like And I'm talking about The knowledge to know What's right and what's wrong Like that is like Something in my life Personally like I'm, I'm speaking for myself Right here That is what Helps me with my Decision making That is what helps me With my discernment That helps me to know Like if I, what I'm doing Is best for me or, ba- or bad for me You know what I'm saying Like especially coming Into college Like being in such A new atmosphere Having the wisdom of God Guided me In my decision making And that's the reason Why I feel like I'm still like a mentally, <laughs> I, I I didn't come to college and lose myself. Like I'm still a mentally stable person. Like I'm still a Christian. Like I'm still being led by the Spirit because it's like the wisdom that I gained from being a God, being a child of God, and truly believing Him is unmatched. Different. Like it's it's better than anything I've learned in my two years so far here. And I trust me, I love what I learned so far. But it's like nothing measures up with the wisdom of God. You That's know real. what I'm saying? Nothing measures up at all. Yeah. So kind of two point. Points on the fear of the Lord. When you fear God, you tremble at his presence. In Psalm mm. 89, verse 7, it said, God is to be greatly feared in the assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence by all those around him. Okay. So in order to be in like the true, true presence of God, you must fear him. God will let me not say God won't 
you can't be in the presence of the Lord if you don't fear him. But <sighs> to be in that yeah, yeah, deep, yeah. It's like deep, intimate presence of the Lord, you must have the fear of the Lord. I ain't going to lie. I've been in situations before where it's like I could tell the Lord wasn't feared by everybody in the atmosphere. And therefore, it was his presence wasn't as strong as That's, it could yep, be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 let's let's be serious. Like, let's be honest. Like, there's been moments in our lives, you know, there's been moments in our lives. For Man, sure. I was just I just read this passage of scripture um, and it's one of my favorite Bible verses. Um, and the reason why is because, um, it, you know, this passage of scripture reminds us that God will never, you know, forsake us or leave us mm. no matter what. Um, and, you know, for those of y'all that are listening or watching or whatever, um, you know, sometimes like we may be so like conditioned in the moment to be scared of God. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know we must fear God, but in the moment we like, we just feel like whatever's going on in our life, whether we sinned or we did something or just whatever's going on causes us to be scared of God. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we have no reason to be scared of him. And it's because of this Bible verse. It is Romans 8, 38, 39. It's one of the most, uh, yeah, it's like one of the, <laughs> you, you were? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it says that, um, for I'm sh- sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And I think this is such a powerful message because I think, you know, Paul ends up, you know, just writing pretty much anything, you know, anything. There's nothing in this universe, um, not angels, nor rulers, not even death or life, right. you know, that nor height, nor depth, nothing. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God. Mm. Yeah. Nothing. In Christ Jesus. It's 100%. important, it's important in- to keep that part in there is that like, this isn't applied just to any and everybody. It's in Christ Jesus. Yeah. 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 Um, in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like going back to like what he was saying about fearing the, the God not showing up if he not greatly, if he not greatly fear or if he not in awe. It's like, think about this. Like, if the president or somebody came in, they would like so they they probably shut down classes. They'll have VIP coming in, FBI, mm-hmm. everything getting getting it set for the president. So imagine how we supposed to be for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Take them serious. Imagine how we supposed to be for the creator of the universe. He ain't gonna show up if you not if you not respecting him or you not holding him as the highest of highest. It's like. And what well, that looked like practically, I know one thing for me, and I, because I was, I read the all of God, and one thing that I have done since I read it is like when I pray. I know sometimes you, you're not gonna always feel God when you pray, but I know this helped me out a lot. When I just behold Him and I behold His greatness before I even start praying, I feel Him like no other mm-hmm. because the Lord is respected. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. a heart posture, like, mm-hmm. dang, like you really like that. See what I'm saying? That's so true. when mm-hmm. you have that posture towards God, He'll definitely show up. That's and true. I know, 100%. like, we had this conversation before, like, you gotta, you gotta respect God. Oh, He's not yeah. gonna show up because He's not one of them to keep it a book. <laughs> nah, that's so serious. That's so serious. God don't play, man. I'm telling you, God is a jealous. Lover of his children, bro. Like he does not want us to put other things before him, bro. And that and that's like that comes into mindsets too. Like our mindset can't be elsewhere when we're trying to be in his presence. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like 100, percent 100. And um, if you're truly struggling to get into the presence of the Lord, ask yourself: Do you fear God? Do you truly fear God? Are you in awe of Him? Are you in awe of Him? And um. Dang, I just forgot what I was about to say. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, that's that all. That's that all. That would be a good point. Make you lose. I remember now. And <laughs> when you're praying, Jesus, when Jesus is teaching us how to pray, he says, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed, hallowed be, be thy your name. name. Hallowed be your name. Being, meaning, 
God, I'm in so much awe of you. Hallowed be your name. King of just just being that's awe an of example his presence. Of how to pray. That's yeah. Jesus taught us how to pray. And yeah. the second point of fearing God is when you tremble at his word. In Psalm 66, verse 2, it says, This is the one to whom I will look. He or she who is humbled and contrite in the spirit and trembles at my word. Mm. Mm. Y'all want to talk about that? Mm. Say the one more time. Uh, this is the one to whom I will look at. And when I think when God is saying that he means like this is the one to who I will kind of like let me not even say what's that, the Bible verse it's Psalm, what? Psalm 62 verse 2, verse two. Yeah, Psalm 62 two. I think the first thing that comes to mind right you're talking the verse says this is the one whom I will look he or she who is humbled and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word mm. when you think about somebody who is contrite in spirit or somebody who is undergoing that feeling or emotion it's basically you're, you're remorseful it's like a repentant heart and God loves a repentant heart. God loves somebody who's looking to turn from their ways and to, to, and to, and to receive and embrace him. Right? right. And so that's what I think that's showing, that's, that verse is saying. I could be wrong, but Jesus, he loves to look down on a son or daughter and see a heart full of repentance. Mm-hmm. The Bible says God hates pride. What's the opposite of repentance? Pride, because you're going your own way. I'm doing what I want. I think this is the right thing. I think this is the best thing. But that contrite in spirit and that humbling mm-hmm. and trembles at my word, is in reverence of God, yeah. like to tremble. Like, I think when we think of trembling, we think of fear, but mm-hmm. the unhealthy kind of fear. Mm-hmm. Like I'm shaking. I'm. Yeah. But trembling is like God. You are so great. Yeah. You know, you are so mighty. You are so powerful. This mm-hmm. mountain that's in front of me, God, you can move it and some if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of reverence, that that awe, not just shaking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like I see this in the notes, but this is one thing that I was that I wanted to th- say too that I had in my notes is like when you truly tremble at His word, that means you're gonna obey Him no matter what it look like. Yep. And I thank you, Alphon, for having it right here in our face. But it say obey Him immediately, even if it doesn't make sense. Obey Him even when it hurts, and obey Him even when you don't see a benefit. Mm-mm. That's what it means to like truly, truly tremble at His word. Y'all mm-hmm. think about Abraham. Abraham obeyed God to completion. Like God told him to sacrifice Isaac. Abraham didn't mm-hmm. ask no questions. Abraham didn't nope. be like, but God, you you just promised me I waited for this. He trembled. He know that, hey God, you holy. What you say, go. It don't matter how I feel. It don't matter how I feel. It, what you say is go. I'm trembling at your word. Yeah. And the fear of the Lord will make you do it to completion. You know what I'm saying? Because I know sometimes God will give us a word and we'll kind of be like, well, I ain't heard from God in so and so time, right. so I'm going to stop. But Abraham got a word from God. And then he had to travel. I don't know how far he had to travel, but he had to travel to my, Mount Sinai. I think it was Mount Sinai. But he had to travel to a mountain and didn't hear nothing else from God, but still sacrificed him. The fear of the Lord kept him to yep. make, to push him and anchor him to obey. And God saw it's that. It's crazy that I remember this fact, but it might be Mount Moriah. It might be crazy though. Hey, check me. That's so true though. Like, I feel like part of fearing God or an element of fearing God is obedience. Right. That's it That's It's it. obedience It's obedience yeah. And not only Is obedience The very best way To show that you believe But it's worship mm. If we're ever wondering How can I worship God It's just I give you my yes Lord You tell me to do this It's my yes mm. Right And I think a big part About that is Fearing God does not allow you To have delayed o- obedience mm. They always say Delayed obedience Is disobedience When you fear God You know it's like Nah the Lord said this yeah, I gotta I move to Right yeah. It was Mount Moriah, by the way. It was? That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Good job, bro. That's that Bible trivia stuff. Bible trivia, man. Nah, but um, obeying God, even when it doesn't make sense and even when it hurts, is 
you know you fear him when you can do that because you know we're such fleshly humans we go based off our, we live based off our feelings a lot of the times and sometimes God telling us to do something and we don't like God how could you tell me to do this this is not benefiting my life currently but when you fear God you know God's ways are hiding your ways mm-hmm. and he just knows what's best for our life he's our creator so mm-hmm. so I want to ask y'all can y'all share some examples in your life where the fear of the Lord influenced you to obey his commands mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Look, I know like this thing right here, it means a lot to me because like I've seen it. I've seen the benefits. But I know for me, like I'm in a relationship now, but before I was in a relationship, I was talking to different people. And I just remember in my heart the Lord saying, Hey, cut that off. I'm like, God, why you want me to cut it off? I like me. Like, what you mean? Like, he was like, No, cut it off. Like, I got something better for you in store. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, you know what? I may be the bad guy. It may not even look pretty, but I'm going to cut this thing off because I trust God that you got something better for me. And and me obeying God when it didn't make sense, when I couldn't see an end, I was blessed with something that I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine. Mm. It it, it surpassed my understanding. So I feel like Mm. that's just one practical way. I can go on and on and on, but I'm not, I'm going to let one of y'all go. (laughs) You got it? Uh Uh-uh. I think, one practical way that I found, especially coming to college, right, coming to a big university like this, I think that where my feet take me, where I go, that is such a practical illustration of how you fear God. Because I truly believe that fearing God has allowed me not to go through certain doors that were available. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually Doors that were available, really doors that yeah. look like. Oh, this would benefit me so well. You yeah. fear God, you know, there's certain environments that not to say that you should shy away from, but you should be open, like keep your eyes open and be aware of what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Number two, what you search up on this thing. Fearing God, the thing is, <laughs> the thing <laughs> is, you fear God, you realize that behind closed doors, he's there. Yeah. Right. So yeah. laid out flat, what you search up on that, what you do on that. Even when you think nobody knows, fearing God, God is what that's. Some people are like, man, I don't have to be enough reason to stop this or st- or not to do this or to to stay away from this, right? Yeah, fearing God, a hey boy, if that ain't a reason, that's one right there. It's, you fear God, it the fear of the Lord. I want to say it produces righteousness. It does. It produces so. holiness. Yeah. yeah, knowing that you're serving a God who is holy, who is righteous. Yes, who doesn't want. A partial servant He wants a, par- a servant Whose heart is fully committed yeah. mm-hmm. Fully surrendered to him mm-hmm. And when you fear God You're like God My feet can't take me Where they want to go mm-hmm. My eyes can't look at What they want to look, look at, at yeah. My no. hands can't touch What they want to touch, touch. Yeah. My ears can't listen to What, what the they want to hear to. <laughs> I have to be surrendered Surrendered and submitted to God Bro And it seems like Like we say this all the time It feels like God is just like Giving us a bunch of rules to live by It's like rules, 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 rules It's like where is the freedom in that But it's true freedom in Christ Jesus You know what I'm saying And it may not look like it on the surface But that's how you get the most peace in your life You know what I'm saying Like peace beyond understanding When we fully submit to his righteousness Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying Like seek ye first the kingdom of God And his righteousness And all these things will be added to you And one of those things that comes added to you Is peace You know what I'm saying That's right whenever you was talking about Don't worry about anything Through us seeking his righteousness we have true peace on this earth and I feel like another thing too <clears throat> whenever it comes to like all this stuff that we we're chatting about 
when it comes to fear and like what does fear lead you to not go into and stuff like that. Right. Really, it's just like being around things or being in the surroundings of places where I don't, like you said, where I don't need to be, where I, I no genuinely know being, I ain't yeah. got no business being there. Yeah. Like it's so many times, like especially being in college, where I've been like invited to things and like told to go to places and like have the opportunity to go like these different environments. And it's like, deep down, like I'm like, do I really need to be going to this place? Yeah. And that, that, that feeling in your heart it's God You know what I'm saying It's God telling you I don't know You probably, you maybe don't You need to go to this place You know what I'm saying Maybe mm -hmm. you need to try Maybe you need to go, Maybe you need to just Sit this one out You know what I'm saying mm -hmm. For your good You know what I'm saying For my glory For his glory I mean yeah. I, I was saying that From like his point of view <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not my glory For his glory we, we And like you. I've truly found peace In being Yeah I've truly found peace In being away from those environments That I know don't glorify him yeah. And it's difficult it is difficult. Um, Matthew 10, 34 through 39 says, y'all excuse me. Um, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. You know what I'm saying? That goes like some dicey stuff with like family and all that type of stuff. But I truly think to me, the essence of that verse is like true submission to God is me losing my natural life on this earth, but gaining an eternal life in heaven. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Mm, that's deep. Yep. And I feel like another thing too, like it put the fear of God on you too, because like eternity Like it, it put in perspective Eternity And also put in perspective Right now Like when you fear God Like you said Dave It make you want to Guard your eyes It make you want to Guard what you hear Guard what you look at Because God see that Yeah, He see that And also He see your response To his messages That he put in your heart mm. And so Every person Gonna be judged According to good And bad deeds Like I'm not gonna Get into salvation and, and all that But every person Will get judged For every good And bad deed And what you do On this earth Determine how you Spend your eternity So you know what I'm saying So that in itself Put the fear of God On you like Hey like I need to live right Make sure that I'm Guarding my heart Guarding my ears Because even though Nobody else may see me It's an omnipresent God In these four In these four corners Like even if I'm Strolling on IG Hey hurry up And stroll yeah, by yep. The fear of God Put you in check you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. So it's very important 100%, Man, look, bro. One thing that I read a verse right? I'm going to read the verse 1 Thessalonians 5 uh, Chapter 5 Verse 22 Abstain from every form of evil mm. So I think another translation Might say abstain from the appearance of evil I asked myself I said man How do I do that There's so many things That might appear evil To certain dif different people You know what I'm saying The fear of God yeah. Like when you fear God You don't got to worry about Man is is somebody going to perceive this, this way, that way? You're living in alignment with God, right? Holy Spirit is guiding you, navigating you, convicting you. And that's why it's so important when you fear God to listen to conviction. Listen to heart. Holy Spirit. It's in your listen heart. to the Holy Spirit. And I don't even say it from a place of I get it all right because I don't. I don't get it all right. But what I found is that when I listen to Holy Spirit, his voice gets louder and I get closer and I get closer. But when, when you ignore his promptings, you, you, it starts to turn into a whisper. Yeah. You start to say, oh, man, where did God go? But it's like, I, God, keep that. You got to keep that fear of God in your life, in your heart, first and foremost. Like, I got to fear God. Yeah. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Fear God. Keep his commandments. Some people say, oh, man, but it's just a bunch of rules. But like Miles said, when you... Are God put those things not to chain you up, not to make you have a life that's boring, but to make you live a life of freedom. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. The Son decides freedom. God says what, what freedom is, God defines that, not me. So if the world is telling you this thing is bringing freedom, it's the not. fear of God is real freedom. It's not. Keeping God's commandments, that's real freedom. That's 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 the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, oh my bad. You want to go? I mean, I ain't got no mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just want to go, Jordan? Go about yeah, I'll go. Yeah. Freedom. And then Oh, you, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna I was gonna make a point about what David was talking about. You know, like, like, regardless of what we may think or feel, we're all slaves to something. And what I mean by that is, you're either a slave to the world. Or you're a slave to righteousness. Mm. You can't serve two masters. You can't serve two masters. You love when I hate the Like, to be a slave of the world, and you know, the world's telling you this will give you freedom, this will give you freedom, it's gonna make you chained and bound to so many things that are just out of your control, mm. out of the world's control. They'll tell you this and this and this and that. Like, this is what's gonna make you happy. This is what's gonna make you happy. And you just find out that's not what's gonna make you happy. Or you pursue those things and they give you that temporary satisfaction. You know what I'm saying? But you keep going. You, sh- you keep trying to go back again and again for that temporal high. But when you go to God, God already has established what you need way before you even came to him, way before you even born, mm. you know? And to be like chained up to God, you know, like following these sets of rules or whatever. And it's not even really that way that you know, we're just following rules, but rather we're, you know, humbling ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We're exactly. Led by the spirit. Exactly. Led by the spirit. We're humbly bowing down to God, you know, you know, servant to master and being like, God, I know you know exactly what I want, you know? Exactly. And, That's a beautiful you know, point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great point. Just yeah. to um kind of add scripture to what everybody's been saying, like literally everybody. Proverbs sixteen, verse six, is by the fear of the Lord that one departs from evil. And when you're living in the fear of the Lord, when you are when the spirit of the fear of the Lord is dwelling in you you have a level of discernment that the world doesn't have. Um, just just by your convictions, like when you enter spaces, when you're listening to things, there's a certain conviction that hits your heart that you should not be doing these certain things, you know, so. Yeah, and I, I think one of the, um, one passage of scripture, or well, one chapter that really, um, it's, it's, it's more so about like the danger of criticism within the body, but I think the way this verse ends is, um, this chapter ends is Romans 14. Um, and it's talking about like, you know, the danger of criticism, like not going back and forth about what's right and wrong, like be led by your own convictions. But I love the way the Apostle Paul ends this. And he says, but if you have no doubt, if you have doubts about whether you sh- whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. For you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. Mm. So like based off the convictions that God gives you through being a child of him, if you go ahead and do those things, you are sinning. You know what I'm saying? So we have to really, really stay true to our convictions and not gaslight ourselves into believing that we're doing something right that we know deep down is wrong. Mm. And that's like to piggyback. <laughs> that, Boy, like, oh. Yeah, bro. That's a fact. Because <laughs> I've gaslit hey, myself let, before. Let, let, that, let that resonate. I'm not even trying to cut <laughs> no, you no, off. No, you I'm good, just bro. saying that right there. Because yeah. there be some people who be trying to talk you out of your own convictions. Mm. They, they, you no, know what I mean? I'm like, so serious. Like, I'm so serious. <laughs> yeah. I'm so serious. Like, I've been, nah. bro. No, 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 I'm saying, y'all saying facts, bro. Y'all saying facts, bro. Hey, say that again today. That's God. That's God. Wait, you got to listen back to it. You got to listen back to it, bro. That point. Say it again. After that, Jordan, you get the floor, but say it again. Yeah. 
No, you me? Yeah, yeah, you. Oh, man, I ain't finna say that. Wake up, bro. Go ahead, Jordan. What I was saying was, like, that's why it's important to follow those things. It's important to follow those things because every time you disobey, over time, you're searing your conscience. Like, the Holy Spirit voice is going low and lower and lower and lower. So that's why it's very, very important that you follow your you follow your convictions because at the end, at the end of the day, it's the Holy Spirit putting those convictions in you. Mm, and when you ignore those convictions you're gradually pushing the spirit away right so that's 100%. that's what i want to say one thing that i think the lord is is putting on my heart to speak on is have y'all ever like had a situation happen where you felt like uh, you put a muzzle over your mouth and just let something go maybe it could be something that was unjust or you feel like you deserved better treatment or you felt like i should have been treated this way i should have deserved this opportunity and like there was a sense of like the lord just saying it's okay i got mm-hmm. you you don't have to fight for yourself Cause a lot of times in life you feel like I have to be the one to speak up for myself. I have to defend myself. I have to do this for, for myself. But what I've found is when I fear God and in understanding who he is, you understand the Lord, nothing slips through his hands. Oh yeah, for Not sure. that you would ever wish evil on anybody, but you know the Lord fights for you. Like God is somebody, God is a God who fights for his people, right? And the Lord says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. And so if, to anybody who's ever felt like they've been overlooked and given the short end of the stick, it's like you never really ever got to explain yourself or got what you quote unquote deserved. Part of fearing the Lord is understanding that he sees that. Nothing, yeah. God is not missing anything. He's not late to any party. Yeah. He's not late to any scene. He's on time. And fearing him, you understand that things may not look like how I think they should look, but I'm slowly turning into more of Christ. And that's what matters what I look like. It's not about what they do to me. It's about who I'm becoming and how I respond. Right, and that's part of the fear of the Lord because people said, "Nah, man, something like that happened. You should have just, you should have handled that real quick. I would have handled that, right?" But fearing the Lord understands that God, you are you're greater than I. Mm-hmm. You are greater than I. Mm-hmm. And the best thing for me to do, like we talked about in the other episode, turning the other cheek. Be like Jesus. And I think sometimes we we turn the other cheek. Sometimes we walk away a little bit from the situation. Solitude. It's like when I fear God, I understand that He's got it. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. He's got it. Yeah. Um, Mm-mm-mm. Y'all want to keep going or can we move on? Uh, we hey, 44 man. minutes in, dog. Keep going, man. To what? I, just yeah. have, I just want to talk about the benefits of the fear of the Lord. And one of the yeah. big benefits that I've come across is friendship. Um, in Psalm 25, verse 14, it says, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. In another translation, it says, Friendship with the Lord is reserved for those who fear him. He shares his secrets with them. In other words, not everyone is God's friend mm-hmm. because you can you can love God, but you, you may not fear him. And I don't know about y'all, but I want to be a friend of God. Yeah. So I'm walking in obedience. I'm, I'm constantly in awe of God because I want to know the Lord's because I want to intimately know him so that his covenant, he reveals to me his covenant, his will for my life is being done and I'm operating in his will. Yeah. So like y'all kind of talk about friendship with the Lord and how that ties into fear of God, the fear of God. I don't know what verse is, but we quote it often. It's like... Um, Depart from me, for I never knew you, right? <laughs> Matthew 7. If I have to hear that verse one more time. <laughs> but if you think about it, it's like there's there's a sense of being known. And somebody who you consider to be a genuine friend, there's this mutual knowing. Like, I know this yes. person. Yes. And you talk about friendship with God. God knows you, and I know God. And that's something that, like you just said, the fear of the Lord, it provides that knowing. Yeah. Like, it's like a mutual. It's not just I know things about God, but no, I know God. Fearing the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
mm. and knowledge, right? So knowing God, and it's like a friend knows you know that person. And so I think that that is an amazing benefit of fearing God is that you are able to know and experience God for yourself. There's so many people who out there who know God based on what somebody else said. Yeah. There's so much more to this relationship. Like yeah. God actually wants us to know him. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like but with the friendship thing, it's kind of like the story I keep going back to is Abraham. Like we see how he obeyed immediately, even when it don't make sense. And even when it hurt, when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he had already made up his mind, but he came and he talked to Abraham. He had he had a conversation with Abraham. Abraham like, nah, if you find five righteous men, don't destroy the city. And God like, okay, I got you. Like that's the type of friendship they got. That because Abraham feared him, he would the Lord turned his ear to him to even hear what he had to say. That's so and good. you see this again, and you see this again um, in Exodus with the, with the children of Israel and Moses like. God was like, I want to destroy them. I, I, I like, I want to destroy them. And then Moses was like, No, no, God, don't do that. Like, you a God of love, please don't do that. And the Lord was like, Okay, I'm not gonna do it. Like, imagine having that type of relationship with the Lord that you can like convince. You can. He already he's omnipotent, but you he come to you, not for guidance, but to just hear what you say. Like he take into consideration what you say mm. because of that fear. Because because God know like, Hey, I can trust him. He feared me, so I can trust him, and I'll, I'm gonna be his friend. So I feel so like good. the fear of the Lord is very important. That's so good. That. Like knowing God, that's essential. And knowing him for yourself because it's a relationship. Yeah. It's, it, we're not bound to the walls of religion. It's a relationship, right? And knowing yeah. God and fearing God allows that friendship. Isn't that not crazy though? Like you get to know God. <laughs> like, you, like you can almost, I mean, in that scenario when Moses almost, not, not convinced God, but just even can like change his mind. Mm. I mean, I mean, who knows if God was already planning on not doing it? Who knows? Yeah. But just like the fact that Moses was able to have a real conversation with a friend that was also his God. Yeah, even Abraham too. <laughs> even Abraham. Like, it's just like. He literally like, came to Abraham. It's just like, it's just crazy to think about. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was trying to tell people. Like, scared, being scared of God makes no sense. Yeah, 100%. It makes no sense. Cannot be scared of God. Can't Bruh. be scared of God. Would you be scared of your friend? Is that really your friend if you're scared of them? Exactly. Yeah. It just doesn't feel right. But I respect my friend. Like, I respect, respect them, Jordan. I respect y'all. Yeah. But know to what be saying? scared of them, it's just like weird. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be exactly. weird. Weird now, dynamic. But. Yes. Yeah. I remember one time I was watching this message about that um, Matthew 7, um, 21 through 23. And when that in that message, the pastor was talking about like the word new, like I never knew you. He was looking at like the Greek translation of new. And I'm not going Sit here and try to pronounce this word. I'm gonna just show it to the camera really quickly. Like this is the word right here. I'm gonna like crop it in mm -hmm. so y'all can put see it. Put on the screen. Put on the yeah, screen. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna like screenshot it right now yeah. so I can show the audience. But the um the definite the phonetic spelling of this word is gen. Genoki ko. Hey, watch out, bro. So it's a it's a verb. Um, and this is like the direct translation of know from the Greek, and it says to come to know, recognize, or perceive. Um, to come to know, recognize, and perceive. So Jesus Christ said he never came to know you. He never recognized you. He never perceived you as a child of God. And that's genuinely what he's saying. He wants us to come to know him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And a part of us coming to know him is being intimate with mm. him. You know what I'm saying? That's all I wanted to say. Absolutely. Yeah, like Jonas was saying, you can't be a friend of somebody you're scared of. You know, you, you just, that's, that just doesn't work. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you can, but it'd be weird, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's that's why it's very, very important that you distinguish between the two fears. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm glad Alphon did in the beginning because, like, 
I don't know if I don't remember for sure if you read this verse, but it say like in Exodus twenty verse twenty, it say, um, you read that right. Do not be afraid um, of God. God has come to test you so that the fear of the of God will be will keep you from sinning. So it's like afraid and fear. It's kind of like they have the same connotation, but in this scripture, context is important. It's two different types of fear: mm. like being afraid of Him or having that holy fear, so that it will keep you from sinning. Mm-hmm. And like, like I feel like we can sum this conversation. Like in essence, what this conversation is saying: the fear of God keep you from sinning. It keep you from everything that is unholy and unjust and leads you to righteousness. Absolutely, right. I'm think that. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, bro. You got it. You got it. I think that I feel like this the bottom line of the episode is like. Get to know God for who he is for yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just an open invitation really just to anybody, anywhere. No matter where you are, God wants to know you. And Mm -hmm. and you should desire to know God as well because maybe you come to find out that he's not really who you thought he was. No. Maybe you have some kind of preconceptions and you come to find out, man, God's amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we just want to invite you to get to know God for yourself because we have personally found fearing God in our lives has led us this far. Mm Mm-hmm. And back to um, No <laughs> I was doing some more Looking on this website And it like The Greek translation Of that This word To me No In um, the ESV Is also used In um, Luke And Mary A virgin Said to the angel How would this be Since I do not know A man So her Being birthed with Jesus She said she didn't know that's sexual intimacy Yeah You know what I'm saying And this It goes beyond Sexual intimacy with God Cause that's kinda weird But it's like Being intimately Knowing In God. a relationship yeah. with God That's like It goes back to the word Intimacy Yeah And I feel like With intimacy The way we achieve that With God Is through Like being in awe of him It all goes back to What we yeah. started with Which is awe yeah. uh, We're 52 minutes in y'all so yeah, I, we, we, have, we can go on a on We can go on, I could talk about the, the fear of God all day yeah, we, we only burst on one benefit Of fear of the Lord Which yeah, is friendship one. There's joy There's peace There's there's so many more benefits Of oh, fearing so God um, So yeah I think that's it boys I'll say, Wait before we close Let's all go around And say one thing Like one personal thing Not even not even a story Just one thing It could be a one word That the fear of the Lord Has, has done for you Or taught you Personal mm. One word One word Peace Freedom. Mm. I say life. Mm. Life. Because mm. <laughs> you know, we all know that there's some situation you could have been caught in that could have mm. determined the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's sort of mm-hmm. impacting life. Yeah, I'm going to say reverence. Mm. I'll say obedience. It all go back to that. <laughs> Whatever your word is, let us know in the comment section below. What is, what That's should, a fact. Yeah, let yeah. us know what has the fear of the Lord. That's a TikTok. What would you say the fear of the Lord has taught you? 100%. Or, or something in your life that you have gained from fearing God mm. and that you can testify towards. Put in the comment section below. We'll and I really think all these words are tied together. Like, through you being obedient, like, you can gain life. life. You know what I'm saying? You like get you can, peace. You get peace. Freedom. Freedom. Reverence. reverence for God man it all comes hand man. in hand bro. And, and you can see just how in everybody's personal relationship with God they've gained something different new, from the next something man something new yeah. but something I, we can all say we've underlined like gained the same things but yeah. it's like that one thing stuck out to you so it's beautiful yeah. it's beauty to know God so. yeah, it's truly man. beauty in knowing God man. and it's You're crazy God. like we all think of different things but like you know it all we all have a, the same like individual relationships with the same God mm-hmm. teaching us different things but yeah hey real quick uh, shout out to John Bevere if you ever listen to this podcast this this episode was really influenced by a lot of the messages that I've been 
just reading and watching him basically when he speaks on the fear of God and being mm. in the off God. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Shout out to him. Shout out, shout out, shout yeah. out, shout out. Yeah, yeah man. This is great, bro. Hopefully yeah, hopefully listeners stay this whole time because I most definitely gained something from this episode. Hundred percent. Um and I think we can go ahead and get, give a quick word of prayer to God and then we can end it. You gonna close out? Yeah, yeah, I got it today. I'm always asking, <laughs> but I never do. So I'm gonna <laughs> do it. <clears throat> Thank you, God, for bringing us all into your presence today, God. Thank you, God, for allowing us to learn from each other and to truly learn more about fearing you, God. Through fearing you, we have peace. Through fearing you, we have life. We can reverence you more, and we we strive to be as obedient as we can through your power and through your grace, God. And I want to thank you for that, God. It helps us strengthen our faith in you. It helps us become better children of you. And I truly thank you for allowing us to see the beauty in fearing you and not being scared of you, but being in awe of you, God, because you are a great God. You have done many things for all of us. And I want to thank you for what you've done in our lives and what you're going to do and what you're continuing to do through us and through your list and through your um, and through your children, God. Thank you, Jesus, for sending your son. Thank you, God, for sending your son, Jesus. And thank you, God, for your grace, because through your grace, we are able to live a life that brings you glory, honor, and praise. And help us to continue bring continue to bring you glory, honor, and praise in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all so much. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward pause. That is yeah, the appreciate y'all. Yes, subscribe. Subscribe, like, Man, share. Like, share. Yeah, share God. with your friends. Do whatever you need to yeah. do. If, you, if, if y'all like the episode, you know, give it a like. Put a comment down. Be like, yo. Yeah, man. Whatever. Type beat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So y'all are watching the DTTS podcast. This is Miles Cutter. David Graham signing out. Jonas Misgano. Afon Oyahire. Jordan Roberts. And we out. Yes, Merry sir. Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy holidays. All right. See y'all next year.